Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, your chess boxing and still undefeated champion, Mr. Chris Braun. I've gone deaf in my left ear. I was holding back. That was so loud. I know. I'm very sorry. God damn it, Peter. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Abroad Japan podcast. It's been a while. We actually missed an episode for the first time in three to four years. I heard you had an uh, like an unbelievable record that had not been broken, and people were genuinely disappointed. I mean, I had a good reason, though. Yeah, you I were did. knocking fools out. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost getting knocked out. Yes, we're here in Los Angeles in a hotel room. Actually about to fly off to London for a much-needed time back in the UK, back home where things make sense. But, uh, yeah, chess boxing. We won. Congratulations. It was a team effort. It was a team effort. And you were uh, there with me every step of the way. <laughs> well, I mean, I was there for the last few days, but Coach Pettis was really the most awesome coach of any sport that I've mm. ever seen. What an absolute legend. So we'll talk you through the fight, guys. What happened? My thoughts on LA. This is a rather bizarre episode. Still recovering a little bit. But uh, yeah, for the most part, LA's pretty nice. The weather's been great. It's like December. When you think December in the UK or Japan, it's like, I don't want to go outside. Yeah. I just want to stay inside. So here it's like, wait a minute, it's basically summer. Yeah, and it's actually, this is the coldest LA's been in like a decade. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, um, it never rains in LA. This like, it's very, very rare. This and it's is not cold. Well, I mean, this is as cold as it gets. This is like hardcore winter in LA. Right, right, right. So, yes, with that being said, it's still 70. <laughs> or, so, I guess, uh, what is that in Celsius? Not a damn clue. Like 15, okay. I think it's like 15 degrees or something. It's but. wonderful. It's very good weather. Yeah, LA, it's been interesting. The feed's been great. Everyone was like, oh my God, you got to try In-N-Out Burger. It was not that good. I wasn't overly <laughs> impressed by it. The food is good though. Like They have yeah. a, a good Mexican fusion cuisine here. You can get basically anything. Mm. And that's cool. The people have been really friendly. I, You know, you warned me of people in Los Angeles, having been here yourself, you mm. warned me that they were try and sell me things and be obnoxious and annoying. But actually, everyone's been really damn nice. Okay, well, in my defense, I don't think you've met people organically at house parties or like that you didn't already know of or right, established right, right. in the business. If you're meeting strangers, this is a very fake town. It's a very, um, you have to sell yourself everywhere you go. It's the reputation right, right. that it has. So let that be your warning. <laughs> you got lucky. Gonna- 
<laughs> what are you going to try and sell me? <laughs> I got this vitamin water. No, no. Oh. That's a... Uh... I got nothing to sell you, but uh, I think that you've sold your message to the people that you are not to be trifled with when it comes to chess and fisticuffs. Well, I don't know about that. So the chess boxing, we had seven rounds, and I did pretty damn bad, in my view. <laughs> it's weird, like, I came, it's, it's a very bittersweet victory, because I came off victorious, right? You did. And even now, I'm just sort of letting that sink in, because it's just been so much stress building up to this. Like, for those of you who don't know, this is a chess boxing match where you have a round of chess, a round of boxing, and then sort of go back and forth until your opponent gets knocked out in either chess or boxing, right? And I originally I had a German guy, streamer, mm-hmm. called Papa Platt or something. Right. And he I thought I could beat him in boxing, but maybe he'd win on chess, given he'd done like chess competitions before. But then about uh two, three weeks ago, he was sparring and he got an injury. Uh someone hit him in the side of the head and he burst his eardrum. Ah, which you're no stranger to. I'm I'm a big I'm a big experience in the world of eardrum explosions. So, in his defense, would you have been able to step into the ring a week or two after having what your your busted eardrum? I mean, I wouldn't probably wouldn't have advised doing it. No. Yeah. So, so no, I, it's legitimate. Know, I, it's sure. legitimate. Yeah. It's a legitimate sort of thing, not to to take any legitimate excuse not sure. to take part, right? For sure. Um, so they wheeled in. Uh, someone who's much more experienced in the world of fighting, a guy called PJ Overt Flow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, I looked him up and there's like three or four fights of him boxing online. One of the most recent ones, he actually got knocked out very quickly. Um, he was taking on a, a guy who was like twice his height, <laughs> thrice the reach, and uh, fair play to him. Like, you know, it's easy to look at someone who gets knocked out and go, ha, 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 he got knocked out. Mm. But it takes uh, it takes real confidence and... Sort of, I, re- I respect anyone who steps up into the ring, regardless of their backstory or whatever. Actually, the guy he fought, like you said, was bigger, younger, and stronger. Yeah. Which is not that different than you taking on him, who was younger, bigger, and stronger. Perhaps. So, but you didn't get knocked out. I did not get knocked so out. So there you go. But I mean, so uh, yeah, when, when they f- sort of fielded him in and were like, well, Chris, we found a replacement. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, fucking hell. Now I'm screwed. Like, you know, there's a there's a massive fear of getting knocked out in front of, like, all my friends, family, viewers. 300,000 people tuned in for our fight. Unbelievable. Which, With thousands in attendance. Yeah, and the, the room itself had like 10,000 people there, which is just astonishing, really. Um, I've never had that kind of live audience. No, uh, very few people have, I would say. It's a, it's a pretty rare opportunity. But I think that the... The thing I was going to ask you is we were waiting in the orientation day and your opponent was the last to arrive. By several hours, he was late coming from across the country. Yeah, when you late. saw him the first time, did you have any kind of doubt like, wow, oh, what in the fuck am I doing in this situation? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I did think this is this is not a good idea. <laughs> I, I you. you know, he, he's, he's a bit taller than me, but his upper body's sort of like twice the size of mine. He's, right? he's quite strong. And he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Yes. You know, he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu with boxing experience, I think MMA experience. So he's gone the distance. And yeah. I remember when I stepped into the ring, he, got, he landed his first punch on me. Uh, I think it was a right hook or something. I remember thinking, oh, fuck, this is not good. <laughs> like, this is a nasty punch. And like, if I have to do this for three rounds, I'm in, I'm in big trouble. Mm. Yeah. But you, you acclimated well. But... um. I was actually curious. You've only been in LA for like less than a week. Yeah. Right? So I, when I, by the time I joined you, I, I joined you for your last official sparring session with Coach Nick. Yeah. And you felt 
pretty confident right then at that time? Or were you still wrestling with like this? Well, I'm already on this ride. I can't get off of it now. What I realized was with, with Nick, like we've been training, we've been sparring, learning techniques and stuff, but I never had a fight. My first ever fight like was in the ring there and then yeah. with overt flow. <laughs> um, I should have sparred someone who was like close to my side. The problem with Nick is because he's like gassed on out beating the beast. <laughs> It's a thousand eggs a day. He's like a giant of a man. I can't do a proper sparring session with him because he'll destroy me. Yeah. I can't land a punch on him. He's the kickboxing champion of Japan. He knows his stuff. So we were hoping we could find someone I could spar in the run-up to this, but we just did not have time in between doing everything else. Like It's a miracle I even found the time to do all this in between the videos, the podcasts, writing a book and preparing for a London event. It's it's like just been a juggling act. So um, if you could go back in time and, you know, the first time that Ludwig, who hosted the event, yeah. uh, said, I want you to do this thing, would you have taken the training more seriously? Would you have not done it at all? Or would you approach it the exact same way you did here? I would do more boxing training for so sure. You'd still do it. Yeah, because when I got hit the first time by uh, overt flow, like I felt stunned or shocked. There was like a few seconds of, ah, Oh my God, what am I doing? It's so weird. It's so strange when you're in a physical... When you're, when you're fighting someone, right? It's just... Sure. I've never had that before. I've never been in a fight. And uh, yeah, it, when, I, when he hit me, even though we'd practiced Nick hitting me pretty hard, actually, there's a, still a difference between being in an actual live fight and obviously doing some training and being hit. Well, it's, it's interesting to me because from a viewing perspective, and I was right there ringside watching you, and I was also watching the sparring. Yeah. When you're sparring with someone, you know they're pulling their punches so that you can continue the training. Right. So there's some expectation of, no, they're not trying to hurt you. But when you were in the actual fight, suddenly I was like, oh, dear God. <laughs> He's not holding back. He's like actually coming at you with the intent to win something or attack. Well, the first, yeah, and in the first round of boxing, he had a clear advantage because after he hit me that one time, I panicked and I was like, I'll just run away. And I sort of kept defensive posture and kept backing away from him. It was on him though. I mean, I had an advantage in chess because I was practicing a lot and he had an advantage in fighting. And I felt like he could have pushed it I further. Think, yeah. I think he could have probably launched a full out attack. Maybe he was a bit wary. I was throwing some jabs, maybe given he did get like knocked out a few weeks ago, maybe he's still a bit reluctant to sort of have that happen again. I don't know. I feel like he could have gone a lot more hard on me, to be honest. Or, I but, think that, yeah, I'm curious what he would say, but... I he's think, not a boxer as well. Again, yeah, of course, like, he's, he's a boxer. fighter, though. He has a black belt, but I, I think that he left a lot of regrets in the ring, where he, mm. he could have pushed the pace, he could have been way more aggressive because... Uh, you know, he already got that one shot and it did daze you. But you had some really good defensive moments. And I, my favorite part was that Nick was shouting so many instructions and you listened to about zero of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was also I could also hear Overt Flow's coach as well. Yeah. And I could hear him being like, do this, throw a right hook, left hook. So I was listening to that as a preemptive like, ah, oh, I, can, I can dodge this way, I can block this way kind of thing. And I did block a few really nasty kind of hooks that would have probably like taking me out properly sure. so I got kind of lucky but um, you, you know the Nick's whole approach was we're going to control the center of the ring we're mm. going to let him come to us and anytime he leans in stick him with that jab that worked for about 11 seconds <laughs> <laughs> which I don't blame you though because like you know like Nick said you cannot you could do all the talking and training and strategizing but when you're in the ring I guess it's just 
you and him. There's nothing else there. You got to go by instincts. I think. Well, I think. Yeah, my lack of training really showed. I what what was annoying though was I was banking on winning on chess, right? Mm-hmm. And if you watch the fight, guys, you'll see that. Actually, I did really well on the first round or two of chess. I was moving extremely fast because I've been training to win on time. Because you get a five-minute countdown. Each yeah. person has a five-minute countdown. So it's a ten-minute fight, ten-minute sort of round of chess overall, five minutes each. And my plan was to move fast, win on time if necessary, and try and checkmate him fast. I in the, By the end of the second round, I was two steps away from checkmating him really early on into the fight after... You know, just like one round of boxing, I think. It was one round of chess and one round of boxing. And yeah. you already had a massive advantage on the chess board. Yeah, yeah. My queen was two steps away from checkmating him. And I was like, this is this is done. I turned to Nick and I said, I'm going to be able to wrap this up fast. Don't worry. <laughs> and then we had a round of boxing. I got smacked in the head a few times. Yep. My heart rate was all over the place. And I got back to the chess board and I maneuvered the queen into a position where it could get taken and it was gone and my the moment the queen was taken you're, it's really weird as you're playing chess you've got headphones on playing Beethoven to try and drown out the noise of the audience but it doesn't work all you hear is and after I lost the queen I heard the whole room just explode yeah and my heart sank because I, I was saying to Connor to see Dog VA before I was like Connor I reckon I can do well on chess but I'm scared I'm gonna do something stupid make one bad move you and did. that was it. And I was like, of course I've done it. Of course I did the one thing I was worried about doing. I've, if I'd won that, then yeah, I would have I would have been pretty happy. But the good thing was, because I lost that, it meant that I had to battle it out another round of boxing and another yep. round of chess. And it went from what would have been, you know, a, a quick, relatively quick fight to a full-on seven-round nightmare horror story. Down to the wire. Yeah, so... Have you rewatched the fight yet? I did rewatch it, yeah. Did you lose the queen in the first chess section? I think it's the third chess section. It's the third chess section at the start. It was at the very beginning, though, yeah. right? In my defense, the, yeah. the chess people running the event... So Ludwig did a great job running the event with all these people. He had the chess.com folks mm-hmm. running. They messed up quite a lot. They did, yeah. So when I started playing chess, I went to move a piece. I realized the bishop and the knight were in the wrong position. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. How can you... This isn't good. I, this is this is this is awful. One of my memories, and I, that's why I'm trying to piece it back together because I haven't rewatched on the on the first chess. I think you lost your queen, and you came back to the corner and you said, "Oh, I fucked it. The queen's <laughs> gone. I'm done." And we were like, "Don't worry about the queen, folk." And I didn't say anything. This is Nick talking, by the way. He was like, "Forget about the queen, folks. In the fight, you still got a round. You got two more rounds of boxing. Get your head back in the game." And then actually, it was weird. You went back. You fought. And you came back and you did the second round of chess. And there was kind of a... It went both ways. Guys were, Mm. you know. And then when you came back to the corner, you said, if I can survive this last round of boxing, I think I can win on chess. Yeah. You had some confidence. I did because even though I had nothing, I had no good position and he had a major advantage, I did have an extra minute of time because I'd moved swiftly, right? So in that last round, he had like one minute 40. I had like two minutes 40. So all I had to do was keep moving my pieces until the time ran out. And so I did. You did. And he, was, he, he made a few mistakes himself. He made some illegal moves. Like I checked him uh, and he moved another piece, even though he was in check. Yeah. It happened twice in a row. And um, did you see his, the biggest mistake he made is he had a pawn in the far corner. And if he had moved it up just one square, he would have another queen. Yeah, I think it's because 
for the longest time I was attacking that square so the pawn couldn't advance and turn into a queen if he'd done that early then yeah I would have been done but I was blocking the, I had it like targeted with the castle yeah yeah of course the rook um, the rook so like yeah I could have attacked it but then I moved the rook and he didn't notice yeah uh, so big brain you. plays I, but he did notice at the end but it was too late and, after you um, punched him in the face and phased him but it was just like everyone was so damn on the edge of their seats there was no doubt that I was I I, I was Clearly the favourite because I was the underdog, I think. Certainly you were the underdog. Because the guy was so much bigger yeah. and they were expecting me. The audience themselves said 70% that they were going to, that, that I was going to lose. Mm. They 70% thought overt flow <laughs> was going to destroy me. Which is lovely, such great confidence in me. Uh, well, I mean, when you saw the guy, he was huge. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. it was fun because um, from my perspective, as just a, a layman who was neither boxing or chess uh, skilled <laughs> in either, the atmosphere and the electricity. Yeah, people thought you were going to lose, but I think that you represented very well even before the ring, like the fort started. Everyone was so proud and excited and genuinely like, let's go, it's Chris, let's do it, let's, let's go. Well, our walk-in, my favorite bit of the whole evening was the walk-in. Absolutely. So for the walk-in, uh, we, you know, we walk up to the ring guys and you sort of have a bit of showmanship. We went all out uh, because I had Nicholas Petash, legendary Japanese fighter. We had C-Dog VA, legendary Welsh voice actor. And we had... Uh, Local Pete, man. We had from <laughs> guy from Kansas. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a real sort of A-team group of people coming out with right. me. Like, I was so lucky to have such amazing folks come out with me. And we, I think, I, I think it was my idea to have Santa hats and to come out with like Father Christmas yeah, was, vibes. I can't remember vibes. it was either you or Nick or it was a collaboration of some sort I think the hat's some idea Nick got the dressing gown he did get you a cool gown and he got me a Hershey's chocolate bar that I could break in half yep. and tear up and uh, the idea was to throw candy out to the audience which I'm still really upset about because I had my handful I was holding your big chocolate bar but I had one handful of candy that I was trying to give out I walked in there and this guy slapped my hand in excitement and I Bastard. dropped all my candy oh. so my part of it, I failed on my one part but the electricity when we were right behind the wall where you kind of enter from with the smoke mm. hearing everyone's anticipation and preemptive like screams and excitement what a way to enter a ring huh it was I, I was I was really nervous the seconds leading up to walking out and then just the moment I walked through the smoke and there was you know 10,000 people all the fear sort of evaporated and I was really up in the moment you know god that was so to, crazy you've got to really own a moment like that if you overthink it or don't if you, yeah you've, you've just got to own it and be crazy yeah and I think it definitely helped having three people come out with me mm. but like yeah it was so cool that was so much fun and yeah, it, weirdly, like straight from that moment all the way into the ring, I didn't feel any fear about being in public, which was actually my main concern. I thought, oh, I'm going to be terrified being in front of a big audience, you know. Yeah. But that, was, that, that went away instantly. I, it, even me, like, who did very little, but I thought, I never really considered that there was hundreds of thousands of watching or how I looked or, or I was just so focused on like, my three tasks of like keeping time and I was watching you and the chess and the boxing. It didn't really matter what the other stuff coming in was. Mm. What a thrill. I don't think there's very many. <laughs> I mean, like, I'll never do that again. Oh, that was it. Well, you never know. Unless you box again. Oh, would I box again, though? Oh, that's the question. I think I would consider it. You know, I came out of it. What, what annoyed me is I thought I'd went on chess. So I didn't. There was no way I was going to win against boxing. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. I feel like I won by him being worse than me rather than me being better. No, see, that's, that's <clears throat> wrong. You know, because you both had the same opportunities. It's just that you executed better than he did. That's it. I mean, there was a strategy. There was a strategy in place. But I feel like I let myself down a bit. And the boxing, you know, I let myself down. I should have played a bit more offensively. I bet he says the same things. It's easy to come out of these things with regrets. You know, at the end of the day, I did win. Yeah, there was a strategy in place. There was a strategy there to was. survive the, the boxing ring as best I could and to win on time. And we did. But like, yeah, I, I came out of that thinking, damn, I need to be a better boxer. Damn, I need to not be a moron at chess. There was right. one thing in the orientation that shocked me deeply. You and, and Nick and uh, myself were talking and you said, if I have him in checkmate, within the first two minutes, I'll hold my peace so that I can fight him in the ring. And I thought Nick would be like, absolutely not. Take your W. And he was like, yeah, 
Get in there. <laughs> fight him. You've been training for this. And I was like, actually, that's pretty cool. Like, you didn't take any shortcuts. You you stepped up to the challenge. And you know what? You have the belt. And there's only eight other people who have it with you. Indeed. Oh, wait. They had a double. They had a double chaos. <laughs> so, so there's nine other people oh, have it with you. So there you go. Take away the glory. Well, you know, the girls who did fight, those two women, they, they went to a draw, I guess. So yeah, yeah. that was a pretty impressive fight. I think, though, what, the main takeaway for me from all this is I just got a lot more respect for fighters. Because I've always, I've never been into, like, physical sports like well anything mm. I don't mean just sports in general but like boxing I've never really been into it or wrestling or anything like that I've never really got it and training for boxing and sort of experiencing what it's like to do that yeah there's a real discipline to it There's a, it's an art form it's a discipline and with the boxing the, the main training actually a lot of it was just running and doing things to raise my stamina because mm. to go three rounds when you're punching someone continuously it's uh, really fucking hard. Sure. Like there was a, when you, when um, the hardest thing is when you get to wrestle, right? So when you're boxing, you can grab them. You can go in and grab them and stall them. And he grabbed me and I grabbed him a few times. But could that, you tell then he was significantly? Oh stronger. my god! Yeah, that's when his bloody black belt in <laughs> origami kicked in, and uh, that's that's when the black belt kicked in because he is such a strong gra- such a strong grip, right? And so you're losing all the energy trying to get out of that. Yeah, and it's really good at like destroying your opponent and ruining their energy levels. I lost so much energy trying to fend him off. So five years ago, you know, you have this YouTube channel. It's starting to take off. You do a cycle across the journey across Japan. Did you ever imagine that within five years or three years, you, you would be raising a, over a quarter million dollars for charity? You'd be doing Spartan Ironman races and you'd be stepping into the ring in front of 300,000 people screaming and boxing and showing people your chess prowess. No. <laughs> there you no, go. I wonder I, what the next five years are you going to space or what's happening? But I definitely want to go. No, I don't want to go to space. Yeah, but I meant like who knows? Like I never would have guessed that those were the things that you'd be doing. But there you go. Congratulations. It is it is cool though, isn't it? Like yeah. when I said yes to this, I was like, I said yes, but I couldn't actually imagine what it was going to look like, and what it looked like was way better than I ever thought it would, and it made me realize that. There's no real limit to what you can do. You've just got to put your line in the sand. You've just got to set the target and aim for something, right? Mm, yes, certainly. Um, that's why I'm excited. To, <laughs> yes, well, yes, I you're mean, right. Like, I mean, you're right. Which I'm, my thing that I've been excited about, if I can slightly shift it, is you're going back to the United Kingdom, and this is something that I've had my eye on forever. Always visiting your your home country. And you're coming too. I am coming too. Right. It was uh, my payment for being a corner man. Yeah, that's right. Pete's coming in my suitcase. I appreciate that, but that suitcase was a very nice seat. Um, <laughs> so you, you you know, are you excited to go back to to home? Super excited. Super excited. I very much the UK at Christmas is. In its element. You've said that it is the best way to experience United Kingdom is Christmas Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. You've got Die Hard playing. <laughs> Actually, like, from the, I can see the Nakatomi Plaza building in Century City from our window where we are right now, guys. Yeah. I, I want to go and lay a wreath for Mr. Takagi. <laughs> what about Ellis? He won't be joining us for the rest of his life. Uh, but, no, like, you know, sitting at the, you know, sitting with the family or, or just sitting in a pub having mulled wine, it's going to be really good. And I think... For you to come to the UK at Christmas is the best time to come. It was Natsuki's first time to come to the UK was at Christmas. Oh, that's right, because he the loved movie it. was summer, right? Or spring. Uh, before that, he came actually before, a few years before we oh. did Natsuki the movie. Right. And uh, yeah, he got the full experience. And uh, yeah, the UK is great at Christmas, providing 
There is a train strike on, uh, which could destroy our event. And yeah, you're hosting a... Can you come... What exactly is the event designed to do? Well, so we got an Abroad in Japan event this Friday in London. And the idea was 10-year anniversary of Abroad in Japan. Let's do something physical. Let's have a physical event. In hindsight, didn't really need it because we just did that now in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, but I want to do something. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I would have liked to have had more viewers be able to come. But it's, it's really hard getting a big venue at short notice. Um, we got a fantastic venue lined up. We had about 500 people coming. Because of the rail strikes into London, I don't know. I think a lot of people are going to struggle to get in, sadly. Um, That's a shame. Yeah, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll do something next year as well. Yeah. But the event is just to celebrate 10 years of abroad in Japan, have a bit of fun, and maybe see how it could work on a bigger level for next year as mm. well, I think. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And you're going to be there, and Pete's going to be there. I think Natsuki's going to come uh, as well. That's the plan, although he's having a few problems at the moment, but I think he'll be all right. I yeah. think he'll be coming. It's a, it's a great group of people, assuming we can assemble all the troops. But I, I think it's exciting. I, I what are you looking forward to the most? Uh, pubs. I'm looking forward to Greg's. <laughs> Alcohol. Greg's, pubs, spoons, pork scratchings, lemon scampi, 10p freddos. I just can't wait to see you interacting with loads of grumpy British people in a pub. It's going to be great. Hello, chums. Let's have a, a swashbuckling drink of mulled wine yeah, or something. Yeah, hello, old boys. <laughs> Pass me the bitter. They'll be like, who the fuck are you, mate? I'll have a pint of Smith's. What football team do you support? I'll say, man, what's the best one to say? Oh, Manchester United. I don't, but I hate Manchester United. All right, Manchester City. Whatever whatever (laughs) venue we're in, I'll check the local team first. And I'll be like, Swansea, or, you know, Stoke, (laughs) wherever we end up. Bristol. But yeah, I think that's the check the walls of the pub to see if there's any kind of... Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you say the wrong football team, you will die. I do not want to die, but I, I get a little tour of... I get to go to like see my friend Ian, who's worked on Journey Across Japan with you. When, when, when's your event? You've got an event yourself. I do. <laughs> We've rented out the downstairs of a pub for 1,500 pounds. Oh, wow. But we don't actually... It's different. In America we, or the Japan, we would have to pay the fee first. But in the Japan. In the Japan. In the Japan. <laughs> but here, you only have to promise that you'll buy that much liquor and food. Right, right, So right. we have about 50 people who RSVP'd who somehow watch my little Twitch channel. And we have it from 4 p.m. to 11. We've got some games planned. We have some, some things and some giveaways. And it's going to be uh, a race to the bottom of <laughs> all you can drink. I can't wait to see that. That's on the 19th. Yeah, I can't believe it. But how do you feel leaving LA? Have you have you enjoyed Los Angeles? Because you famously don't like Los Angeles. I'm not a fan. It's like my sister lives here and it's awesome seeing my nieces. And the city at night is quite charming. Mm. But when the daylight, it's like going out for a drinking in Shibuya. Mm. It, when you take the first train, you see all the grime and the dirt. That's LA all the time. It's just your apartment. That's right. That's the one. But like, it's like having the light on in my apartment then. But for me, it's it's a bit too big, the city. It's so spread out. I'm just disappointed I didn't see a single celebrity. That sucks. <laughs> well, I thought I'd like run into like Samuel Jackson. Well, Ludwig will be very disappointed that you consider him a second rate. He's Ludwig's not a celebrity. No. He's a nice young man. <laughs> but... You see, Chris, we went out to dinner last night because we were staying in West Hollywood, and you were roaming the streets. I was. Basically I, calling, Who, where are the celebrities? I went to a bar, and I asked them, uh, which celebrities have you seen recently? Or do they ever come in? And he was like, yeah, every day. Yeah, he was, was like, he was cleaning his glass. I was like, bollocks. Who's the last person to walk in? He was like, Tom Holland and Zendaya. I was like, oh, okay, it's pretty good. 
then you ask that's, the, that's then we go to the place and you're, you're bugging the waitress. You're like, and then yeah, the next place I went to the waitress, I was like, any celebrities here? She's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, bollocks. <laughs> I was at a bar earlier and Tom Holland is in diary. And she went, we had the entire Marvel cast here last week. <laughs> I went, oh. All right, they're probably here for that as well. Why do you? Well, I mean, like, do you think that they wait outside for us to walk by at 11 p.m. just so you can meet, you definitely. know, Denzel Washington? Definitely, that's why I want. <laughs> I don't know. I thought in LA, I mean, where we are right now, we're in the West Hollywood area. Yes. Which, if you want to see a celebrity, go to West Hollywood and just walk up and don't, down the street. You, don't, we, that's the exact opposite of what I would recommend. Nah, that's what we got to do. Before we go to Los Angeles, LAX airport. We're going to finish this podcast, walk up and down the street for three hours and try and find Denzel Washington. <laughs> well, what is the lowest you'll settle for? Uh, if, if we had like, hey, that guy, like if Joseph Takagi's actor was walking by, would that count enough? <laughs> T- Joseph Takagi, isn't he dead? Well, the guy from t- Die Hard. Oh, yeah, assuming know. one of like the lesser characters walked by, would you be? Would that be sufficient if you recognized them? I would settle for... Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> oh my god, you're such an idiot. Well, uh, well, who, well, who the fuck do you settle for? Him? Zero people. That's um, the point. Is there must that... be Tom Hanks around here. Yes, locked up in his. I'm walk down to the lobby and be like, "Where's Tom Hanks? Where is he?" <laughs> oh. oh my. I don't know. But yeah, I, I didn't see anyone famous. Did I'm you enjoy LA? I did. We stayed in the downtown area the first few nights because that near was near the USC. venue. And downtown LA is not a place to go around at night. It's a very Intriguing place. Uh, there, there was, yeah, there was, there was a lot of issues with LA, and I've never seen such inequality so, like, in your face. And it's, I think, the city really needs to address it. You know, like, yeah. Here in West Hollywood, it's like another planet. I've yeah. not seen any homeless any, people. Yeah, or, I don't or know. Trash on the ground. I'd like, I'd, I don't think West Hollywood's exactly solved their homeless problem so much as just bundling them into a van and being like, let's drive you over here. Yeah. Whereas the rest of LA, you know, there is a really bad homeless problem that I feel the city needs to address and try and actually help. You know? Well, it makes sense. They, a lot of people who are disadvantaged in that area come to the West Coast because the weather's The weather's, nice. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's unfortunate to see. But my biggest, of course, that's the main one. But what astonished me is like this economy of Los Angeles or the greater California area is like the 10th in the world. Well, just the, yeah, say, the economy, right? the GDP of California is bigger than that of the United Kingdom. And I cannot believe how many like potholes there are on the road yeah. or like the housing like, just like dirty whereas in like where we're living in Japan in anywhere they take a great pride in like making sure that stuff is generally clean. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like LA exactly the inequality's off the charts. Yeah. Maybe they need to do a better job helping folks at the bottom end of the ladder. I don't know. I feel like it needs to be addressed though. When I was told that uh, LA had a problem, I was like, Can't be that bad. <laughs> and I came here, and yeah, it's really not good. And it needs to be addressed. Yeah. So between trash and Tom Hanks and all the things in between, you don't. When do you think you'll come back again? Would you visit oh, here regularly? Oh, I, I mean, LA doesn't feel so far away now. Yeah. Flying in from Japan, it's not that far, is it's it? Ten hours. It's quite it's quicker fast. to get here than the UK. So, yeah. Yeah, I would love to come back and actually do it for a different reason, like to plan making a film. Like next year, that is my next aim. If this year was about fitness and physical health next year is about creatively pushing myself trying to go above and beyond and not just make silly fucking youtube videos but actually make some like documentaries and short films and do something good and profound and big and mm. bold and brash but people like your your silly little youtube well, videos. i'll still do that don't worry <laughs> i'll still be there but for now guys thank you so much for joining pete and i on this special edition of the abroad japan podcast you can watch the fight over 
on the YouTube channel of Ludwig. Uh, just type in Ludwig and you'll see it there. Um, what a fucking week. And I can't wait to be back in the UK with Mr. Donaldson. He'll be joining us for an episode yeah, coming up. the real Pete. The man, the myth, the legend. He's the one. The Donaldson. It's going to be weird being in a room with him again. That's right. You guys can actually do a proper recording. And he'll be coming to Japan soon as well for the first time in like four, three or four years. I beg your pardon. Ridiculous. But for now, guys, we'll see you later at the week. Keep your stories, questions, comments coming into Born Japan Podcast at gmail.com. Have a great few days in the wrap to Christmas and uh, we'll be back. Regular schedule on sometime. And Sunday. that is your chess boxing champion of the world, Chris Broad. Get in the suitcase. Bye-bye. in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.